Hello and welcome to ResearchPod. Thank you for listening and joining us today. In this episode, we'll be discussing genome architecture theory set forth by Dr. Henry Heng, a professor of molecular medicine at the Carmanos Cancer Institute at the Wayne State School of Medicine in Detroit. Heng appends conventional conceptions of cancer with the help of an unlikely collaborator. It's probably true that every person who has lost a loved one to cancer has wondered at some point why there isn't a cure. It's a fair point, given the tens of thousands of scientists who have spent endless hours and billions of dollars in cancer research every year for over 50 years. The reason generally given for cancer's resolve is that there is no single cancer and that every cancer in every patient is, to a degree, different. There is some truth to that, although there could be a simpler but more sensational reason. Our fundamental understanding of cancer is wrong. If that is true, it could explain why common treatments for cancer seem to miss the mark. One cancer researcher supports such reasoning. Dr. Henry Heng is a professor at the Center for Molecular Medicine and Genetics and the Kamanas Cancer Institute at the Wayne State School of Medicine in Detroit, Michigan. His main research area is molecular cytogenetics and cytogenomics, the relationship between chromosomes, gene expressions, and cell function behavior in somatic cancer cells. Over decades of research, Heng has noticed that when cells become cancerous or tumor cells undergo significant phase transitions, say from being localized to metastasizing or from drug-sensitive to drug-resistant, most of them display dramatic changes in their karyotypes, the number of chromosomes and the genes ordering of the cell's chromosomes, to the point that they are fundamentally different cellular organisms. Moreover, he illustrates how these significant changes occur when the cells are exposed to high stress during a crisis, such as an environmental event or medical treatment, resulting in a chaotic rewiring of the entire genome. According to his new theory, the genome is not simply a bag of genes, but represents higher-order system information that organizes gene interactions. Thus, chromosomal changes are actually the key drivers for cancer evolution. This theory clashes significantly with the standard understanding that cancer develops when a few common specific gene mutations accumulate in the body, triggering the production of aberrant cells. Importantly, whether benign or malignant, these cells are considered the host cells, just dysfunctional, displaying out-of-control growth. Therefore, treatment should involve targeting these bad gene mutations, or maximally killing as many cancer cells as possible battering the aberrant cells into submission. Heng disagrees, saying cancerous cells are so different in their genome architectures, they're akin to a different cellular species in the host. Subsequently, Heng believes standard gene mutation-based cancer theory demands a complete rethink, as do some treatments it supports, such as chemotherapy, that can induce drug resistance and make cancer more deadly. Suffice to say, this rankles the pantheon of cancer researchers who reject nonconformism and the idea they could be wrong. But here's the rub. Heng has history, science and precedent on his side. Science doesn't know everything. If it did, it would stop. The gaps in our scientific knowledge 
close at a seemingly glacial pace, primarily due to the immeasurable scope of the study, the natural world in all its vastness and complexity, and the speed at which research takes place. Traditionally, the picture we develop of our natural world comes through the meticulous, step-by-step -step joining of microscopic pieces of insight derived from growing data, like parts of a puzzle, around an established framework of thinking, a theory. But every now and then, a maverick or non-conformist scientist with a critical eye comes along and suggests the framework is wrong, and we need to rethink our approach. Such scientists are essential to the very health of science. They encourage us to re-examine conventional wisdom, especially when that wisdom seems significantly flawed. The fundamental surgical process of hand-scrubbing was once considered non-conformist. Einstein unwound Newton's clockwork universe where time and space were absolutes. Lynn Margulis shocked biologists in the late 1960s with her theory that vital structures within eukaryotic cells upon which all complex life is based came from simple bacteria swapping genetic code, an idea now considered mainstream. And for decades, the notion that bacteria cause stomach ulcers was met with scorn in scientific circles, until two Australian researchers proved dramatically otherwise, earning them the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 2005. Heng fits the bill of a science maverick, a senior, highly accomplished and meticulous researcher who has, through insight, contentment in chaos or a dissenting disposition, investigated a problem from a different angle. Yet, his idea is hardly surprising. It's evidenced in evolution. Darwin's theory of evolution was based on gradual, minuscule genetic changes over long periods of time. This microevolution was determined by the successful genetic traits of successive generations of individuals within a species adapting to their surroundings. However, this doesn't explain fossil records that show long periods of microevolution or seeming stasis punctuated with occasional macro leaps in evolution. This punctuated equilibrium could only occur if there were two phases. First, a macroevolution spurred by some external event that triggers a dramatic and seemingly chaotic, yet successful, rewiring of a species' genome architecture, followed by microevolution, the more Darwinian genetic fine-tuning. For Heng, just as this genome chaos creates species diversity, so too does it explain the disordered cellular variegation we call cancer. Speciation and cancer metastasis are both forms of chaos-triggered macroevolution. Ergo, a clump of cancerous cells in a person's body is like a new species, as are the evolutionary leaps of cancer's emergence. Such an approach to cancer may sound far-fetched, but as such, it does have evidence in the fossil record. That doesn't mean science is willing, just yet, to accept genome architecture theory. However, some believe it's time for cancer research to have its own evolutionary leap. For that, it needs an injection of energy, a spark to initiate a chaotic burst, a radical rewiring of cancer research's architecture. Given Heng's maverick status, it's doubtful it'll come from academia. Luckily. 
he's been dealt a rather fortunate hand. Ray First is a World Series of Poker champion with a master's degree in computer science and artificial intelligence from Stanford, who turned his deft skills towards tech entrepreneurship and investing in big ideas and maverick individuals. He's also raised considerable money for cancer research and was elected to the board of the Prevent Cancer Foundation. His and Heng's paths crossed at a conference where Heng presented his theory of genome chaos. First was fascinated with the idea and became frustrated that it wasn't gaining traction with other researchers. His high-stakes competitive streak kicked in and he decided to challenge academic inertia. In a recent submission to the journal Progress in Biophysics and Molecular Biology, titled The Importance of Henry H. Heng's Genome Architecture Theory, first presents Heng's key arguments in simple language and sound logic, stripped of confusing academic trivialities. He employs unpretentious analogies and provocative wording, breaking down the intricacies of Heng's theory into 11 basic points. For example, he explains that the whole genome, not the gene, is the primary unit of heritable information upon which two-phased evolution works. Two-phased evolution is genome alteration-mediated macroevolution and gene mutation-mediated microevolution. In effect, first pushes Heng's genome architecture theory into the open, celebrating its maverick nature and scientific rigour. His message has all the confidence of a master poker player. It's time for Heng and other aligned mavericks to go all in collectively and disrupt the evolutionary establishment, colloquially known as modern synthesis and neo-Darwinism. Science is watching what will happen now, probably intrigued at Heng and First Alliance. At first glance, the two make an unlikely pair, the quiet, bookish, seasoned academic scientist and the self-assured entrepreneur and impact investor. But they are bonded by an unwillingness to bow to convention in the quest to revolutionise cancer research. They're also not holding back. Genome architecture theory is bigger than cancer research. It's part of a more significant shake-up of evolutionary theory and Heng and First are not alone in their efforts, as the movement has been pushed forward recently by some big names in biology, including James Shapiro and Dennis Noble, as well as another entrepreneur-turned-evolution maverick, Perry Marshall. Feathers are being ruffled, and scientific egos look likely to fall. Heng has spent decades testing, retesting and fine-tuning his genome architecture theory. More importantly, arguing for its place in rethinking our understanding of cancer. Two things to this point are true. While scientific knowledge is sometimes upended for the good by non-conformist thinking, the inertia of scientific conformity is largely uninviting to those who challenge the status quo. And, after 50 years of conformist thinking around cancer research, treatment has changed very little, and a cure still seems far away. Heng has found a valuable ally in FIRST and the other mavericks. This combination of scientific gravitas and entrepreneurial disruption may now be pushing the field closer to understanding the true nature of cancer, which is a prerequisite for more successful treatments and ultimately, if possible, a cure.
That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed to ResearchPod for more of the latest science. See you again soon.